<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcast. As always, my name is Tony Deaf from Florida, Tony D. And uh, I'm always joined with Chris Leto from Reaver Films. Unfortunately, we can't. We keep spraying for him. He keeps coming always. back. I don't know. What the fuck? Always together. And, you know, one of our newest staples to the show. He says he's going to keep coming back. We'll see how long that goes. <laughs> keep feeding me that coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee. Joe Davison. Hello. Hello. As you guys know, he was one of our guests previously. Um, now he's, you know, he lives close, so might as well bring him on every week. I'm just here all the time. Now. <laughs> he's a comedy relief. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. Probably. Just, anyway. Since me and Tony aren't very funny. We're not very funny. We're very we're bland entertaining. And flat. Yeah, we're pretty fucking boring. We're we're flat. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if people that we have a lot of people listening. Maybe that's why our week. viewership goes down every week. I don't know. I, I think we just got to do more. I think we got to do more. Yeah. Uh, joining us in the studio, as previously has happened, the boys from We Masker, Mike and Steve. How are we? Hey, what's going on? The sequel. The sequel. You guys have something coming out, so we, you know, we wanted to get you on the show so you guys can pr- promote it for our fans. Oh yeah, we uh, we like just before you started the show, we handed you guys tickets. Oh yeah. For yourselves and a plus. Wait, one. you gave them tickets too? I, I thought you were right just there. giving me tickets. Uh, <laughs> there was all that shit in the hallway. Yeah. I had to make out with you, man. They can't see that, Chris. Yeah. Gotta get closer to the cab. Far away. I'm so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you though? I'm in the frame with Joe though, so I'm the lucky one. Are we? <laughs> there yeah. we are. I don't know where the camera is. Oh, there it is. I was trying to look at the monitor and smile. It's <laughs> <laughs> this way. The last time I didn't even know I was being recorded. Uh, <laughs> me either. <laughs> 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 do something stupid. <laughs> No, I, I don't remember anything stupid when I was editing, but then again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just pulled out a big old blunt. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we didn't say not to smoke on show. Right. I even asked. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. But we didn't get any. I didn't really like that. No. Or equal well. opportunity Sorry. here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that pass- that law should pass. That we should Do be able to smoke. Yeah, smoke anywhere and whenever the fuck yeah, we want. I love Do LA, LA man. I love LA. I'm yeah. out of weed. I'm just going to the store that sells weed. Buy right. some, walk out and light it in front of the security <laughs> officers who nice. don't give a shit. That's how it was in Portland. You're just walking down the street and there's a house and everybody just walks up to the house and gets marijuana. Dude, like, I it, what the? I'll tell you what, man. LA's got they they got a lot of things going for them and then they got a lot of things that not going for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that in San Francisco, I was there for a little bit and uh, that 45 percent income tax thing is uh is for the birds. Yeah, I it's no, definitely for the birds. I would never yeah. live in. California, never. Uh, I went out there not. a few years ago, and L.A. was kind of rough. Uh, that's just oh, L.A. is a dump, man. It's a dump hole, but it's got a lot of cool things happening for it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like this weird, uh, it's like uh, beautiful. It's like the ocean. It's beautiful, but then on top of it, there's just this layer of trash, trash. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that just floats with everything. But it's okay, because you're also floating in the trash, but you're high. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> Being from here, I prefer the trip out there myself because then you cross the entire uh, yeah. continental U.S. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And you don't live there. You don't live in L.A. You're just yeah, visiting. Right, right. You're like, well, that's cool. Yeah. All right, you can stay here. I'm going to go back to Florida where it's equally crazy, but in like a different way. Right. Yeah. Like a redneck, Pat's Blue Ribbon, flip-flop. <laughs> Kinda. It's really weird. It's so my daughter, there's a lot my of redneck wife. and there's a lot of like rich people in random spots. It's a melting pot, man. Oh, we got everything here. It's gross. And then we have homeless people. We got randomly. everybody, everything <laughs> here, and nobody's from here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. I was born in Plant City. I'm from here. Yeah, yeah I'm from, I was born in I'm Zephyr from Hills. Tampa, so. Yeah. So like, All right, so that that, line, that blew that fucking yeah, way to go, Chris. Three out of five. So well, there's that theory right there. 
that theory is gone. Yeah, that we're just a local flock, and that's yeah. We're I feel like we're we're. we're I feel like we are the representation of Florida right here. This this look. Yeah. You know. What look is that? Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's independent. Yeah, broke filmmaker. Broke. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> broke filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Florida has its own. I don't know flavor. I want to say because you it's know. It's called ashtray. <laughs> but you, I think you can sense when someone's from Florida, or not sense, but you can look at it. Like, that no, guy's you from sense Florida. it. Yeah, the land changes you. That's just how it is. The more you stay here, the more you you adapt to the land, and it makes you kind of well. You end up vibing and running in the same circles. Yeah. Gardens. Yeah. I think there's two. There's certainly three types of people in Florida. One are the retirees, who have money. Yeah. And they live in the Palm Beach County. Yeah, they live right on the Sarasota, Clearwater Beach. Yeah, they live right in the water. uh, What's that? um, Bel Air. What's the the over sixty community out in Ruskin? Sun City Center. Sun City Center. Sun City Center. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have then you have your your locals, which is the Mm -hmm. everyday kind of people who just were born and raised here. That well, never wear shoes anymore. Well, not them. Not them. <laughs> not them. Not them. They're, they're like the the basic, you know, like Ocala folk, mm, right? right? They're running horses and, you know, blue-collar kind of guys. And then you got flip-flop wearing half shorts. Right. The, yeah. beach, the beach people. The Yeah, I was thinking trailer park, you yeah, know, which I was very poor well, growing I think the, up. I think the trailer park is more towards the center. Here's my problem I have state. with trailer parks. Sebring park. and... Uh, I grew up in trailer parks. We had no money. I grew up on food stamps. Uh, Same, but the girls in the trailer park. Oh, I love trailer are park Some girls. of the hottest girls <laughs> I've ever seen or met in my life. Half shirts, jean shorts, cut off, no shoes, running around, willing to do anything. They don't care. They just, they're just all. Every one of them's got daddy issues, so it's fucking <laughs> yeah, great. I don't know if that's consigned to just the trailer park. Well, all right, but I, that's what I'm drawn to, and that's the part I hate the most. Well, I mean, we're not going to fault you for it. Well, I mean. It's hard. I, I gotta drive. If I go past the trailer park, I at least have to go in and look around. And just kind of troll I mean, through it. I've seen yeah. a lot of really good trailer parks. That'd be a good movie, the trailer park troller. <laughs> it just kind of trolls through looking for. I feel like that's a mischief. It's always sunny episode. <laughs> nice. In a golf golf cart. In a golf cart. <laughs> that looks like a past blue ribbon can. <laughs> All right, so we got this concept for our next script. <laughs> Start writing. That's right. Nice. Oh man, golf carts! I'm, I don't like driving too many golf carts. I feel like I'm gonna like die in them because I, I like to drive them way too fast and I just like yeah. to just try like dangerous turns in them. I just feel that like just sounds like you're crazy. Golf cart stunt right? I, I, I might be crazy. Hey, uh, I might be crazy. The creek from Rock Bottom Creek that we filmed, I actually uh, me and my friends procured a golf cart out of it when we were younger. <laughs> and a local guy fixed up the engine and at least a cruise that thing through the woods. And Fuck yeah! You yeah. found a golf cart in a creek. Uh, we live Florida, near, man. And we lived near Walden Lake at the time. And, you know, we didn't. Actually, Walden Lake's pretty nice. We found it when someone else left it there. So We don't make hilarious. this stuff up, folks. This stuff really happens here. Yeah. It's, uh, isn't it Walden Pond, which is like up north somewhere in Florida? They shot a whole movie there. I remember uh, my parents were obsessed with it. Well, Walden Lake's in Plant City. Yeah, There's a like movie a called Sean On Donahue's Walden Upscale. Yeah, he was from there. Whatever. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, upscale. Walden Lake. Yeah. Do you guys see? Uh, there's there's a couple other movies that are actually filming in like Tampa now. Like I yeah. I, I, I saw it on Facebook. I was like, who's 
filming here? Like, I don't like it. And it was look like big time stuff. Well, your boy They're doing a lot of lifetime did, shit. Huh? Yeah, Justin Long just did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh yeah. Not too long ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was. Some... Remember, we had Brandon Hyde on. He was talking yeah. about he was supposed to be the DP on it and kind of got screwed over. Dang. Yeah, that, oh man. Yeah, that, that was a movie happened. where he got screwed over locally. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Imagine. Shocking. Yeah. That was the movie where I think something happened with the SAG and they got the crew got canned or something and they were outside while they were filming making all banging pot. Oh yeah. Outside the set. I do remember that. I do remember that conversation. That sounds like some real stupid shit. Yeah. It is. Why would you stop other filmmakers from achieving their goal? Right. Well, cause it was non-union. Who gives a fuck? Well, they, they do. Yeah. They needed something to do. We yeah. It's not our problem. That. You're paying fees to work in a state that's non-union. Right. That makes shit. no sense. Yes. So I, I mean, you want like to the worst union? thing? The, go to Union State. Exactly. Like the worst thing you could do in Florida as an actor is get in the union. Get a SAG card because yeah. nobody shoots SAG here. Nope. Unless they got a big production from Not outside. Not only that, but the, the it's backwards because they think their status symbol is sent by their SAG card. Right. On SAG. The fuck does that mean? That means you're not going <laughs> to get any work. You're not working. That means you're not going to get any work. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lady. Oh, you're SAG. You live here. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, there was a there was a lady that uh, me and Jason worked with a couple times, and we wanted her to be part of our one of our movies, and she was union now. And we're like, why would you be union? And she was like, well, it's got to be union because then I'll lose my my union card. I'm like, have you gotten any work union? And she was like, no, not yet. And I'm just like, all right, I don't get <laughs> like why That's would cool. you do that? Like, like move to Georgia or LA. That's like, like having a plane ticket for Air Afghanistan as it's running out of the runway. Yeah, there you go. Like it's. But it I have a ticket. That's cool. Are you on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're doing a lot of lifetime stuff here. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, for I heard reason. that. Yeah, that was in Dunedin. I Hallmark. Think yeah, yeah. Hallmark. They did one in Dunedin and one in Safety Harbor. I think, they're like, so. we're doing really well. We've made three million with Hallmark movies. I'm like, that's cool. No one's gonna see them. Right. Who yeah. Gives a shit. I'm not going to brag about that shit. Hey, guys, I'm in a Hallmark movie. Check me out. Yeah, it's like being on a commercial. Yeah, which right. is all this area. It's like being on a Verizon commercial. <laughs> or Amscot. That's what big here. There's yeah. nothing wrong with Amscot. Wasn't your Bush kid in an Amscot kid was an Amscot <laughs> 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 He was pushing his bike across the street. I saw it. Uh, I got an audition notice two days ago, uh, and it said, uh, uh, Disney is looking is auditioning for a new commercial, but they want you to have a full family. You need to have a mother, father, two kids. Uh huh. And they were only paying like a thousand dollars. And wow. I was like, you want to, tr- you want me to trek my kids a thousand dollars for the whole family. Yeah. All the way to, all the way to Orlando to audition with my entire family. Was there speaking lines? No, Oh. Well. it's all bullshit print ads. And, yeah. You know, all that around. dumb shit. I mean, that's not bad for a thousand dollars. My uh, wife was in a Disney commercial. She was waving people through as they passed through. The oh, terminal. nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know? Yeah. Makes her a Disney man. actress. But, yeah. Is she a princess? <laughs> she is. Right. All right. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's the right answer. Oh, that was See, I told you that's what he'd say. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had her on speakerphone too? <laughs> Oh man! So what are you guys working on now? I, mean, I know you guys just did that. Do you guys have another thing in the pipeline after this premiere? We're working on ways to distribute films, not only of our own but other people's. That's uh, one thing that we're working on. Uh, we're actually trying to do a few different things on top of promote. Please do not disturb and do the conventions that come with that. 
but we're also trying to look at maybe opening a storefront of our own. Um, we made a few business contacts. Like video so. store? Yes. Nice. Nice. Where at? That's where we're, we're looking and finding places that we can rent. And we've built up a sizable inventory. Uh, my church recently had a yard sale, and I was able to procure a lot of DVDs and VHS tapes and Blu-rays through that. Um, hmm. And we were blessed and helped them. It helped us. And so we're looking to even just get some shelf space somewhere. Are you going to do like a rental place or, or uh, just we're purchase? Gonna, that or uh, fill in the vacuum of movie stop. Or we massacre. We're gonna, yeah. You know, uh, we make our movies, so we need a place to sell them. And physical media is, man, there's a demand. They're coming for back, it. bro. Yeah, it's coming back because yeah. people are tired of the streaming shit. Here, there's Netflix, nothing dude. On. Like you, you, there's like a million movies on Netflix, and like you don't want to watch any of them, or you've seen them. Like, it's, yeah, or you're in them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like you can't that find. <laughs> Yeah, that's just you, buddy. Like, hey, <laughs> it's like, hey, I want to watch The Sixth Sense tonight. And you go through like 18 platforms and it's not on any yeah. of them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it sucks. It happens to me all the time on right. streaming. It's like. So you got to get your ass up, go to the room, get your fucking DVD, oh, push a button, oh, 20 feet. Right. You have to move 20 feet. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, there's people falling off planes to get out of the country. <laughs> Yeah, first world problems. Yeah. Oh, I got to get up off my couch. How does what the world is this? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I uh, and just thinking about that yesterday, uh, you know, I reflected a lot on it. Uh, man, I hope the Lord looks out for the people from Afghanistan. Yeah. All those that were involved for the last 20 years. A mess, man. Uh, a lot of, uh, some people gave a lot and sacrificed a lot to go over there and serve our country to help right. out. Yes. Um, and I was watching Rambo 3, and at the end, he puts over the gallant efforts of people over there. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of made a connection between Goofus and Gallant because there are gallant people over there, but there are a lot of Goofuses over sure. there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So why we are hustling well, our films and talking about opening businesses and putting our movies on silver screens, you know, it is sad, and my heart does break for those people. Sure. Absolutely. But it's a, it's a catch-22 for us. I mean, like, what are we going to do, be there forever? Like, we can't. Right. Be there forever, and then right when we take them out, the Afghan people don't want to fight for their own country. Yeah, they, they don't. Want they to, gave well, up in like two days. I mean, you're trying. Uh, this is going to sound horrible, but I feel like you're trying to give, uh, you know, laptops to cavemen. Right, and that's exactly you know what, what I mean. Is. Like it's. I mean, we can only do so much for them. They gotta uh, like. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. files are in the computer, <laughs> <laughs> and it's unbelievable to see. Like countries like that that are still like developing completely in poverty and they don't, they have yeah. nothing like they don't even have a, a place to live. They don't even have understanding of like ethics. They live in sand. Like they chop hands crazy. off because you stole the banana. Right. Yeah. They chop your hand off. Yeah. Yeah. It's twenty twenty two. What? Where are you? Where? Where are you getting your laws from? Right. Like. My only hope is that somebody uh, steals a banana. Something give it to similar them. happened to us over here that our young men. And women would step up, not just us. Oh, absolutely. Guys, but, sure. Uh, instead of just looking at them and asking why did they step down or step aside for, you know, uh, that regime. I wonder who of us would also step up, you know, if that came to our front door. Well, um, I'm locking loaded in my house, so yeah, just right. try Same. getting in. Right. Same. Try getting in. <laughs> I, I, I welcome, please. Well, but then again, reason that's... Like, but then again, that's Dude. Florida. That, right. That's Florida. Yeah, that's Georgia, you can see Louisiana, somebody, Texas. Texas. You can see somebody breaking into Joe's house. He'd be on his couch with his bong. Yeah. 
and just pull a gun out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. I don't know. I might, like, first off, want this because I don't want to have to kill you. Right? <laughs> Joe Rogan asked me. Yeah. A weed crop duster. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How's just that feel? Relax, brother. No, yeah. I, I do feel bad Abraham. for these countries, these underdeveloped countries where. I mean, there's, like I said, but there's only so much that we could do. Like right. we, we, I mean, we, we were there hand. 20 yeah. years. We held their hand. And they lost their country in 10 days. Gone. Yeah. I thought it was like 10 minutes. Didn't they yeah. have like a like military? Right when we left, it was Biden's done. response was great, though, because his quote was, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> right. Oh, pretty much. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, but the thing is, is like, I, they I'm, wanted not, us a, to leave. They, I'm they, not a big Biden fan, but I think that was a a right decision to pull everybody out because I had it's a like, how can we stay there for this long? It's crazy. I yeah. had a conversation with so much money. a good friend of mine is a, a, a writer. He co-wrote Sorority of the Dan with me. And nice. We were all talking and, and he came up with an idea and I thought it was brilliant. And I kind of agree with him on that. We should take every American soldier off of all foreign soil and bring them back to America. Keep the bases, but just load them with fucking drones. Get our soldiers out of there. We don't need to be the fucking world police anymore. Yeah. Focus on America for a minute because the world's faltering. If we don't really get our footing again, we're gonna slip right into like the you know the veins of like Rome. You know, where the biggest fall. And you know, I'm a little afraid of that. But I think uh, I think we should. We pull everybody out. Put drones fucking anywhere. Some dumbass steps up. You just drone his ass. Yeah. Over. Done. What are you gonna do? I mean, a lot of stuff's done robotically anyway. Right. Like, they're just done remote. With, I mean, with just those Rick and Morty that or, shit, man. Yeah. You know, show up, hit everybody with darts, they get out of hand, you fucking pull a button and all the darts go off. Yeah, but how much, how diplo would be someone to hack that shit? Listen, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an idea man. I just come up with ideas. Yeah. No, I'm just it's saying. It's up to other people to implement them. Implement them. Implement. 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 Implement the plans I make. No. No, but I do like that idea, but, I mean, we should be very, like, I mean, we're in every country. Every single yeah. country in the world. We are in every country, and yeah. ha- and how many people do we have living abroad, and just... I did it for four years with my wife, when she was in the Navy. Yeah. Air Force. She was in the Air Force. You sure? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we lived, off of, we lived in England. We lived off of Lake Heath Air Force Base in a little town called Thetford for four years, dude. Yeah. And it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it gives people, especially young people, opportunity to travel. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these people, gives poor people the opportunity. I, I was just, I was just gonna say, like, no, I'm not gonna, I wasn't gonna say poor people. I was gonna say less privileged people, right. an opportunity to, poor. you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I have, I've never been out of the country, so uh, we're, uh, we're, I guess I'm poor. Peasants. We're peasants. <laughs> yeah. We're the peasants. We become the military, you know, and then we get out of the military and we become peasants again because they're not gonna support you, and the VA doesn't give a shit. Yeah, well, I think that's another thing that we need to fix and take care of. Like, we should definitely take care of our military, our ex-military, yeah. and uh, you know, our VA needs to be a little bit better. The government government just works slowly, and they're very slow yeah. in everything yep. they yep. do. They're still working on stuff from like nine eleven. Eighty five. Titanic doesn't turn on the dime. You know? Yeah. Well, well there's just there's just that meme on uh, Facebook how they rebuilt the. The Titanic, <laughs> and, oh. and the meme was like, um, "Well, I think it's going to survive this time because we melted all the icebergs." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's just going to run in the snow. <laughs> Slush. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I don't know. This this country just. I mean, it's a melting pot, but I, I, there's just so much going on here that we need to get a grasp on what the hell we're doing. I right. think we just, I mean, we're all going in 50 different directions. Like, everyone has different beliefs. Yes, I understand that. But we need a common ground. That, to, that brings you to a good point, because I was going to ask this gentleman right here, because he's clearly a churchgoer and believes in God, yet he's making horror films. How does that work? Uh, you only perceive them as horror films. That's just called his mind. <laughs> I mean, if you look through the Bible... I mean, you I might think it's just a what? <laughs> if you look at the Bible and think it's just a whole bunch of no, nah, uh, man, it's like full of rape and, and do that. Oh, the yeah, it is and murdering. Uh, I, yeah, people I'm very much really and, struggling to to, yeah. to get it right. Um, that's how because then I can make characters that that struggle with very real issues like this. Please do not disturb me. He addresses some things like purpose. Like if you if you're asking me as a churchgoer or a believer in God stuff, what about what about purpose for you, man? Where do you where do you draw the line with purpose or get purpose if you have uh where do you where do you get it from? Yeah, you mean asking me directly? Yeah, where, or how like do you overly. define purpose or without God? I don't. My purpose is to make movies. Like since I was like in fifth grade, it's all I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Whether oh, that yeah. was given to me by a divine hand. And you're a family man, so that's and your purpose. And I love my kids, and <laughs> my daughters are my goal. You know, my wife. Uh, I'm very uh, family oriented. You know? Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. You know, but that being said, I'm going to get high and make some horror movies. Yeah. Well, I, I found an avenue to use these to talk to people. And yeah. people talk to Steve and I about our characters all the time. In fact, the last time we were on here, Chris was talking about our characters, and that's what people mostly take away from our films is our characters, and the Bible's full of those characters. That's what inspired me. Um, but I'm inspired by more than just that. Um, but that's just my first and foremost. Yeah. I, I think it's. Uh, I think religion is a bit the biggest aspect on the planet. It is. It's the biggest thing that causes the most harm because people don't understand it. Right. Well, there's so many different variations of religion. Right. Like, but how, how do you know? None okay. of them are right. I, I was just gonna Nobody, say, like, it's all perception. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's. It's like. Yeah. It's all perception. I. I simply gravitate towards Jesus because he kind of called out the religious authority of that age, and he called out the politicians of that age. That's how. That's what I get out of it. Um, I, I I love that character. I love him. I yeah. love researching it and looking it up and investigating history. Don't get me wrong. I love evolution, too. I believe in it. Uh, I've read on the origin of species. I think the idea of artificial selection lends itself to the story of Israel itself. Um, you know, and then it's something you got to draw near. Uh, you know, you might be you might not need it. I'm a I'm a sinner, man. I'm a bad dude. I've done some horrible shit. Even saying that makes me look bad. But, but have you though? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not. I'm not in the confession booth where I'm going to open it up on this camera. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I don't because I, I don't want to get right. into that. <laughs> so ECF yeah. will be at my house in like four seconds. When you make these movies and write them, don't you pour that life into those characters? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those and unknown so that, thoughts that come out of nowhere, man. Right. I try to make that word at least manifest itself yeah. in front of other people on the silver screen. Oddly, and yeah. I feel like the silver screen, that's another thing where people kind of go to film school or say, well, you guys aren't shooting on film now, so why are you calling it films? Well, most of you aren't playing your films on silver screens. Yeah. You, you take you go, the bitch. easy rate and stream it or put it on someone's computer yeah. or a phone. But, you know, we kind of subscribe to Christopher Nolan as one of the last great filmmakers and that the cinema is important. And that's where we're coming from, and we insist on putting films on cinema screen as long as we can, at any cost, because we do believe in what we do. Yeah. 
And because and we do have faith in what we do, and we're doing what we do for a purpose because it's given us purpose in life beyond what we were doing previously. Or can't argue that, man. Right. Can't argue that. I'm the same way, man. I don't know where my inspiration comes from or my energy to do it. It just comes from somewhere. I know that when my daughter was born, Alexa, nice. She changed my life, man. You know, whether that was you finally get skin in the game. Well, I feel like I've had it since I was, you know, a long time. But she came in and, like, solidified it and was like, this is me. You know, I'm here now. Is that me? It's one of y'all. <laughs> All I hear is vibrating. I'm like, I didn't turn mine on. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you on that, man. My children changed my perspective before that. I, w- I did not insist on going to a church or drawing near or anything like that. For me... Uh, it was my daughter asking me questions about it and me trying to explain it because, like I said before, man, I love biology, evolution, reading Darwin, uh, uh, J. Joshua, Swami Das. He, he really opened my eyes on, on that. Richard Dawkins opened my eyes on sky daddies and, and, and BS gods with arms and legs sitting in chairs. Uh, See, yeah. well, it's interesting how you say evolution, but when people say evolution compared to religion isn't that like opposites like no no absolutely not really how uh people would evolve and then one day you know once we've got to a certain point maybe god reaches out or we realize there's something going on larger who knows but it it works and they can speak better to it on them these are just things that i've researched uh like i said i read richard dawkins you're like a theologist right you know and I, i i love atheists I love uh, Christian writers. I love Jordan Peterson. Uh, listen to Joe Rogan. I do these things because it gives me a vast reach too. You know. Yeah, I do like, the same thing. Look at this. We're on a podcast. All of us represent things. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The hell. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, that makes sense. Man. <laughs> right. I mean, like I said, we all have different uh, yeah. different backgrounds. Different things give us different motivations. Our yeah. motivations and different. You know, we have. You know, just different walks of life. Yeah. Like we all, like I said, you're you're from Plant City. Oh, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> you're from Jersey. I'm huh? from Jersey. 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 Jersey Shore. I'm from the Jersey oh, Shore. No, the real no. Jersey. No, I am actually from the Jersey Shore. I'm from Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, and I was and, there once. It was dirty. Filmmaking too. You know, you Still meet dirty. other personalities where it's like filmmaking's the least I have in common with Joel Wincoop. But you know, I talked to him at Tampa Bay Screams, the last one, man. For about an hour just about yeah. different things because we're like birds you know we both make films locally both in the martial arts we just hit that off same with pete gerard yeah know. i think we, we we traditionally like to soak up information and see how how we let it interpret in our lives because like i said when we do films we learn from like different things that we conversation with you like we maybe we have an idea for a film or i haven't learned idea anything for making movies sorry yeah, I know. I've seen your movies. I've learned a fuck ton. Mainly how people will fuck you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll take your shit. Doesn't matter. Yep. How are you? How you doing? That's great. Good. Okay. See you later. And yeah. it's terrible that me and Sean were talking yesterday. You know, we're, we're gearing up to make Naked Cannibal Campers 2 in December, and we're casting now. And our biggest discussion yesterday was, all right, if we get people that we really like, we got to figure out if they're going to show up or not. Yeah. Like that's, that's our biggest problem is if we cast somebody, if when it comes time to shooting, if they're going to show up, wow. like that's pathetic. Dude, you don't have to tell me, man. I, that's I did pathetic. Whole, I did a whole show called South of Central on YouTube and my lead actors w- wouldn't show up. 
just yeah. wouldn't show up. So I started writing the show. I just wrote her out of the show. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're trying to achieve, but here's my golden life. Yeah. Yep. And you're right. fucking it up. <laughs> and that, Stop and that's, fucking it up. And it's it's fine if you don't. And I think the problem is, is people right now, like they don't want to tell you no. They don't yep. want to say, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't want to be in the movie. They'd rather just not call you or show up. Well, this is On the day of shooting. This is the generation of flakes, though. Like, like it's unbelievable. Flakes have been like, like not created, but they were overemphasized now. People yeah. just wanted to flake out now, and it's crazy. they have no remorse it's for absolutely it. Absolutely crazy. They, of who they affect and what they affect, or they have no understanding. On Naked Cannibal Campers one. Oh, yeah. What happened? We had three main yep. actors, girls, and the day before the. Like three days before the shoot, two of them. I'm telling Sean, I'm like, man, I got a bad feeling about Nadia White, and he's like, what was her name? Nadia White. Her name? Nadia White. So he's like, what do you? W H I T. I don't know. I just got a feeling that she ain't gonna show. I just had this weird. Yeah. She like a real actress though. Yeah. I mean, you got to find people who've been doing this. Yeah. She's. That's the thing. She's been in a million things. Sean had been wanting to work with her for a long time. She committed to the project. Everything was good, and then I just got this feeling. And of course, the day we're shooting, everybody's there waiting for Nadia White. No call, no show. Yeah. So we had to scramble around and find another actress. Luckily, we found one in like two hours. We found one. What was her name? And, uh, Sith Jade. Sith. She was on the show last week. And uh, <laughs> she came to the set. Way to go, Sith. We emailed her the script on our way to the set. She started reading the lines and showed up. She did a great job for us. Yeah. And um, really good. But that, I mean, that was just lucky that we were able to find somebody in two hours. Um, I don't even know just, how that happened. That's just such bullshit, man, that you have all these people relying on you and you don't even show. Like, that's like, what's wrong with people? Yeah, and I find sometimes, though, that ends up giving us the best result. Like uh, on Clown Roulette, Kai made a movie. Uh, my cousin, the ace, was going to be one of the clowns and he got the times wrong. And so we called Pete Gerard in like a pinch hitter, man. And he knocked it out of the park with his performance. Yeah, nice. So it, right. Yeah. Sometimes it, it works out better, but yeah. Still, I mean, yeah, it's just the process, though, it's like, I mean, I think it did help. It, it did. I think it was gonna. It panned out better. Oh than, yeah, I than think so what too. it would have been too, because I think we meshed a little bit right. better. And, and I, we ended up having Blake and put him in the other role, and, yeah. and it worked out better. But still, I mean, yeah, it's what kind of person does that? Where they just they don't really want to be in the movie, but they're afraid to tell you that they don't want to be in the movie. And I'm like, I, I don't give a shit. I would rather yeah, I tell you. I don't want to be in your stupid ass movie, then not show up yeah. on on the day you're supposed to yeah. be there, and that's it's terrible. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, like I said, it's the generation of flakes. And it was funny. I had a I had a girl, um, Ashley DeFranzo. We had we cast her in Dead Residence, remember? Mm. And um, she messages What's me on Facebook the other day, and she said, "Hey, I wanted to see if you would uh, put a copy and paste promo for me on your page." Because I'm trying to get bookings for acting and modeling, and you know you could really help me. I'm really trying to do this for a living, and I put a lot of effort in all this stuff. And my reply was, "Yeah, I cast you in Dead Residence three years ago, and you didn't show up." Wow. I'm trying to remember which one. And that now was. you're asking exactly. me to promote you. Like, what the fuck is hurt. wrong with people? You just They're don't hurt production. The and you're hurting yourself too. Yeah, it's and that's the thing is when you don't show up. Like I know everybody in town is a exactly. filmmaker. He knows everybody in town is a filmmaker. I'm gonna spread the word that you suck and you're not gonna work anymore. I don't say anything. I don't say anything. I'll let them cook their own fucking turkey. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing. I don't go you out fuck and spread with me, it. Just know that you're not working again. Right. I don't go out and spread. But if someone asks me, hey, yeah, I, yeah. have you worked? 
Yeah, man. She then word spreads fast. Yeah. She don't show oh, yeah. up. Another fuck tears up. Never mind. But it's just sad that we, we can't focus on other things. We have to focus on whether this person is going to show up or not. There's and like, that's the hard thing about working with new people that we haven't worked with before is the unknown. And it's and sad because we try to branch sad. out. We try to branch out like, hey, let's get more people involved. Let's grow the community. Like, I had a good friend of mine. He's, he's just starting out. I've known him for a long time. He helped me out for a while on different films and stuff. But he's starting to become his own director, and he's doing little short films in Orlando. Right? And I'm like, I was like, all right, man. Well, if you need help, let me know. You know, if you need something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and he does this post with this producer out of Orlando. And I hit him up, and I said, yo, man. I said, do not trust that guy. I said, he worked on a movie of mine years ago. Came in. Started saying that he was the producer. He made like six or seven different posters for the movie, Jeez. put his name at the top of them, and started putting them all out on Facebook and shit. And I said, don't work with that guy because he'll just try to take over your shit. I said, I'd eventually tell the motherfucker to stop. Yeah. And then like two days later, he got back to me. He's like, dude, he already made four posters. <laughs> <laughs> and go, it seems like Orlando is the flake capital of the world, man. Well, this dude has no movies. He's never made a fucking movie. He's probably the worst director I've, I've met. He's just a poster maker. Dude, he <laughs> fucking talks the biggest smack I've ever seen. Almost as big as... Well, I don't say his name either, but anyways. Yeah, because you don't say nothing. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to, you know, because I'll just start fucking destroying them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And I don't want to be held liable. That's the thing. There's a million people I can destroy just yeah, because they're fuckheads and... Well, how about a battle rap? It's horrible. <laughs> I know, right? Battle rap. <laughs> I, like I said, but no one wants to be in this industry anymore. I don't get it. Like, people used to just like, I want to be in a movie. It's weird. And now, That's the thing. No, Back when no, I started, no. man, in 2010, yeah, we used to get, like, hordes of people coming to our ca our live castings. Dude. And now you can't get yeah, five people you know to show the, up. No, the, here's the problem, man, is that these fucking people, we all started out. I started in, like, 1995. Yeah. Doing comedy on stage. Nice. You know what I mean? Doing improv. Right out of high school. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I became a comedian. Whatever. Uh, and I met thousands of people, man. On stage, off stage. Wanted to be filmmakers. Want to be writers. Want to be actors. Want to be models. And I can list like maybe three that are still in the game. Because it's hard as fuck. Man. It is hard. Yeah. It's hard. You got to know that like your life is gonna suck. You're not gonna have any money for a long time, probably. Yeah. And if you do make it, you might get lucky to get some money, but you're probably not gonna keep it because it's not. You don't make it all the time. So the money you do make, you gotta hoard away. Yep. And you can't do shit anyways. Yeah. And these people don't get it, man. Nope. I talked to someone. And they were like, they're like, man, you know, all I want to do my whole life was be a filmmaker. I've been trying for three years and I ain't made nothing. Three years. I was like, <laughs> three, huh? A right. whole three years. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, wow. Cool. I'm on like year 25. Yeah. And I'm almost. And I'm here I'm having a conversation with you. I'm almost, like I, I've risen out of the water and looked around for a minute and then got pulled right back down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. That's funny because you said earlier like what, what, um, what drives you to make movies and stuff. I think we're sick in the brain. Like I think there's well, something wrong with us. Yeah. Mentally. That makes us keep doing this over and over and it's, over. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I mean. But it's a drive. Like, you just have it in yeah. you that you want to do it. 
maybe it's a creative urge or something. I don't know what it is, but how how else would you spread faith or tell stories or talk about even make? How else would you express yourself? People paint. Some people make music. Some Um, twenty-one years ago, me and my brother started out in pro wrestling locally. Oh, nice. The only one still going. He's uh, in NXT. Oh, nice. Strong. You know, like. He's the only local awesome. guy still going. I mean, we're making films and telling stories, though. And, you know, we got into other things. Uh, but, yeah, it is. It's tough. And maybe one out of a thousand make it. Yeah. So, I mean, and I also think it's kind people. of inherent, too. You, like, I knew early on when someone was bullshitting me. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just because I grew up broke and poor and didn't yeah. fucking know any, didn't really have anything. But all I had was my word. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I ain't got fucking $5, but I got my word. Yeah, right. and I you meet tell people you who, who I am, or I'll show you who I am. Right, you meet people who who talk a good game, but you can read it from a mile away, man. You can look at them and be like, "Yeah, all right, you're full of shit, man." Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. I get right. it. Yeah. You could just smell it when they talk. Like, yeah, oh, that, that's fuck. shit right there. That's, yeah, that's, you smell that? That's shit. That's bullshit. That's funny because somebody you know, posted in one of the film pages um, a couple weeks ago. They were like, "I'm a new filmmaker, and I want to know what's the biggest obstacle <laughs> that you guys have to come up, you know, co- overcome to." Make a movie, and I'm like Everything. working with human beings. Yeah. That was my answer because it's true. Yeah, I don't know what uh, department you're talking about. Yeah, or, uh, <laughs> I would suggest wasting time online asking people what the biggest <laughs> obstacle. That's yeah. the biggest obstacle. Get off the damn internet. Yeah. and go do it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's stop being a pussy. It's, right. it's, that's it's, that's it. what me and my brother did. We found a ring and a way to express ourselves, like you were right. saying. Yeah. You know, you've got to find a way to express yourself <laughs> if you got to get it out. It's got to manifest itself, and if you don't do this, you're going to do something sick. It's it's not for everyone. It's not for no. the it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for you know. You gotta have drive, man. Yeah, the yeah. answers. Like, only if you don't have drive, it. don't even think about it. Right? I think the only way to find your answers is completing your objectives. That's it. Yeah. You can't ask questions to the unknown that you don't know yet because you don't know you don't know stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And an answer can come to you, and you just be like, okay. And that's how like, you learn. How do it's I just do that? Doing yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Like you learn by doing we it. We could ask an alien, how do you space travel? And then they could say, well, you take your ion flux capacitor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> practical. You know, give yeah. me some practical. Yeah. And then they're just like, uh, we don't have those. Well, you got to build one. And in order to do that, you need some titanium. And it's like, where do you get that? It's the same thing with filmmaking. How do you make a movie? Well, you got to write a script. You got to do how it. How do you do that? Well, you read some scripts. Where do I get those? Google. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. The same. Well, because I've been in those film groups too, and it's always like, you know, what kind of camera should I buy? Right. Like, yeah, get the cheapest Here's an idea. fucking. Use your Don't fucking buy a camera. phone. Don't buy a camera. Use the JVC. Find someone phone. who is passionate about their camera yeah, and use that. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're not passionate about being a cameraman. Like everybody thinks they can do it all by themselves. Yeah, you don't. Wanna... Which I did too when I first started. Yeah. I thought I was going to make the movie all by myself. I was going to be the director yeah, and the camera guy and the sound guy and all this shit. And then I met people that were like. No, you like need other people on your crew, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. I'm so then I met Sean, and he came on. We had an FX artist come on, and you know, our first movie was god awful, but it was our film school. Like we learned. What year was it? 2010. It was like right when the DSLR came out. Like, yeah. That's when we started using that, and it Dang. it it taught me what not to do more than what yeah. to do. And each movie, you just learn we, we and learn shot- and get better and better and that's the way you do it. That's the way you learn. Yeah, is by doing it. You can't just in, ask people. In how two thousand, I shot a movie called Unearth on an XL one. That's a badass. A band band that white one? one, that white and black one. Yeah, those, those and, are badass. That's the one they used on iCarly. 
Yeah, really? there was a GL oh. one. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen an episode. There's a GL <laughs> the one, Canon which XL1. is little. Yeah. And then there's a Canon XL one, a little bigger. Yeah. yeah. Fixed lens, couldn't really do shit. Didn't yeah. shoot in the dark at it was all. A, it was at uh, the the DB tapes, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. And everyone's ecstatic about the three CCD chip. Yep. It's a three CCD. <laughs> okay, I don't know what the fuck that means. Can it shoot this? Just <laughs> yeah. aim it that Can way. Can it put an image on a on, through yeah. a lens? Yeah, right. <laughs> but but that was like the independent movie maker's camera. Like every, right. like almost everyone had one. It, it was the worst camera. It was, yeah, it was it terrible. Was bad. It was terrible. It was bad. I the, what started me? I bought a Sony HDR SR1, which was the first handy cam yeah. that had a hard drive in it, and yeah. it was digital. You just plug it in your computer and upload all the footage. And uh, that's what I. I was I bought this camera, and I was like, man, this camera's pretty badass. So I was like, let's make a fucking movie. Yeah. So I put a movie together, and then the next movie we made was with the Canon T3i. What was it okay. the first yep. like DSLR yep. that came out? Everybody's going crazy that was for. Like the I still have that yeah. camera. <laughs> and um, that's where it started, man. Like, yeah. just had a bought we a camera that was really cool. We shot a hundred tears on a Sony 900 or something like that. Yeah. I know it was like the bet. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Marcus Cook. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I figured you guys. Uh, he had he wanted that camera. He's like, we gotta have that camera, and it was like most of our budget. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? We're not DPs, man. You're like me, man. I'm like, I could give a I'm shit less a about the camera. Why the fuck do we gotta get this camera? Hire a DP. And then you know, anyways. So that was shot. Yeah. You know, I, I started making music videos back in in high school and college and that fucking camera was like this big yes. fixed yep. like it was yeah. heavy as hell like oh <laughs> my that. oh my vcr tapes yeah oh yeah well that's how i used to edit on vcr tape like I, one oh, tape God. to one tape to yep, another VCR to VCR. yeah i'm glad like, i started oh my, when i did because <laughs> I, I i i was horror stories editing like that man like with the, with the, it was with, oh my god with the wine oh i did a man, show i hated I did a that show shit. in newport ritchie it was easy, the, but it was still called annoying. the sidewalk cracks. This is like ninety. I graduated ninety four, so this was ninety five to like ninety nine. I did the yeah. show while we were doing improv on stage and shit, and we shot on a VHS camera every weekend because the show aired every Monday, and we'd edit from VCR to VCR. Jeez. Yeah, That's every week, dude. Yep. I started off with a, a Sony eight millimeter, and yeah. I went to Radio Shack, and they had the editing boards. You no. hook it up to a VCR, and you got to do everything in one shot. You have a radio yep. here to switch the uh, tapes, and then while you're editing it, you just got to do it all in one shot. Yeah, yeah, it's Play crazy. Play music, make sure the shots. We started there. shooting oh, four edits. Yeah, it, it, dude, <laughs> you, you have no idea how terrible. Like I had to do this every week. We had a new show that we did on um, at school, and then I had to videotape the games, the football games. So basically, I was nonstop editing like all fucking week, like for the following weeks. So it was oh, it took forever. Yeah. Like like during class, after school, just editing like hours upon hours, and then I had baseball and football practice. Like I was man. I mean, I I, I loved that that class. My my te- my professor or teacher at the time was like probably my favorite teacher like I've ever had, Mr. Howard, um, in Atlantic City High. But it was shout out. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll shout them. So he, he, he taught me a, a whole lot of shit. Like that, that, he's one of the ones that made me want to get in this industry. Like I started that, and then I went to radio. I went on the radio bro- uh, broadcasting, and I had my own radio show there, um, Atlantic City Radio. And then you know that just literally just st- started my entire like fascination with the with the industry and my career. 
So, like, I owe a lot to them motherfuckers. Like, wow. I, 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 my teachers told me I wouldn't be shit. Yeah. <laughs> All did you them. read that? Did you see the Tarantino article about his mom? Yeah. You know, when he, when he was always writing scripts and stories and stuff, and his mom told him to stop writing that he shit. He should have. And he's like, fine, I'll stop. But I ain't, when I make it big, I'm not ever giving you one dime of what I make. And he hasn't. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know like, how I feel about that. No Tarantino. houses, no cars for yeah, you. Way to prove to his mom that she's worthless. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. right. Yeah. Because without her, you wouldn't be here, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Know. In fact, her doubting him might have actually pushed him exactly. right. exactly. over and they, kissed his ass. Well, that's what simple minded people think of. Like, they, they don't know that, like, okay, maybe that person hating me is the reason why I'm not right. doing so great I here. I guarantee that's why I became a scriptwriter because my 10th grade creative writing teacher told me I'd never be a writer. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I won't be? Okay, Zen. In high school, I used to just do the outline and then do the basic story, and I used to have my ex-girlfriend write, <laughs> write yeah, my right. paper. I was never a good writer, but I was a good idea person. Like, I'll put a lot of ideas on the pot paper, but then yeah. she just had to put them together and put them in words that, you know, people can actually talk. That's yeah. how I am. I can, like, build a story, but yeah. I can't, like... My dialogue sucks, and it's just... Well, she was the great with hyperbole. Well, she's a, uh, an American journalist in, in Vietnam right now, so she's, like... Oh, nice. Yeah, she's fucking... She's amazing. Like, yeah. Like, Way to fuck that one up. Yeah. Timely with the random Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. So it was my high school sweetheart. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, I would have married her in a heartbeat. You fucked that up, and now you got school. a vibrator around the couch. Uh, That's my massager. Oh, yeah, your massager. Massager. You know, I have sore muscle. My I muscle. Didn't, I didn't have uh, sweethearts <laughs> in high school. I had hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look at you. I know. Look at you all classy. Yeah. <laughs> all my hugs. I was like, I don't love you. <laughs> Just get over here. <laughs> See, I, I, on the trailer park. I, I was yeah. always so busy yeah. in high school. Like I, like I said, I was with the baseball team, football team. I played football then, for a while. Right TV production, radio production. Like I, I didn't have time for shit. I grew up on Ocala. It was basically the trailer parks, horse farms, and football. Yeah, there ain't much on And now it's just one Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was just Friday night. I was into wrestling and JROTC and being in the woods. A lot. I was in the woods a lot, man. Yeah. A lot. But then, like, to his, you guys are talking about your partners and stuff and finding different things. Like, you're not, you're talking about the script writing and stuff. That's kind of where we came in when we met, figuring out what he was good at, which is DP and editing, and then me writing scripts and developing characters and us spitballing ideas and things. So it's really like if you oh, yeah. do your work like that. That's and what it's about, man. Finding people that can offer something to the production and then. Yeah. You gotta find your puzzle pieces. And do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Making a film is basically a bunch of puzzle pieces, and you gotta find oh, the absolutely. right parts to put together to yeah. make the whole picture come together. Absolutely. That's what right. you know. That's what I look at as. I think a lot of people though, when it, like a problem arises, they just quit. Yeah. And, or, or just don't know how to do it. And it's like because they don't ask questions. That's they what don't. a director's for. I mean, like you, yeah. if you want to be a director, like all your job is Problem solve solving. problems. Yeah. That's it. Like if you if everything went smoothly, that you don't need to be there. But I think a director should also have the knowledge of every other department, like sound, oh, sure, editing, lighting. They should be able to know, be able to light a set to make make accurate sound. Like I think a director should have also DP. I, I think they should have all, all that intel to just be able to uh, like put figure out what they need for the show sure. or, or the movie or whatever they're doing because they just. Ask the right questions to the right person. Well, if you were doing it all yourself, you at least have some interest or, you know, steps, experience doing it because you tried to do it yourself. So you can relate and then pick up when you see other people doing it better. Yeah, you know. absolutely. And that, and that's, it. that's how you get more people involved. Like, you know, I got involved with Chris. I started doing what? I don't even remember the first thing I did on uh, Dead Residence. 
Like I think it was just doing. I think you're just kind of there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, and I never left. Never left. Nice. Um, that was a fun movie, but it sucked. It, it was. It was a fun movie. It was, I, fun to work it was a great group of people. Like we just. It was literally we shot the movie with a camera phone. Yep. <laughs> a camera a phone. Found, found footage. So basically, yeah. it was just. And that was our first found footage movie we ever made, and we were like, it was almost like I was on set for the first time ever in my life, but we like. Didn't know what to fucking do. Like we were like, yeah. I guess the actor holds the phone and films himself. I guess, and that's basically what we did. Yeah, like it, it was definitely a fun set. It, um, I didn't like the set. You know, we got oh, everyone got sick from that. Set. We actually shot in Marcus and Steve Bureau's old house. Oh, gross. When they moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking disgusting. I was like, in there one time and I immediately turned around and walked out. Oh, oh. it was brutal. Oh. It was like cigarette. Like you felt like you were getting an disease when you were in the house. Yeah. And we yeah. were there what? Four, four or five, four days. five days straight. Nah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. No, no it thanks. It was disgusting. Nah. Yeah. They, they need to burn that place down. But it was cool because it was about the movie. Well, they was don't about, live there anymore. No, they still need to burn the place down. <laughs> right. Because the movie is about a couple that buys a house and they're rehabbing the house. What's the name of the movie? Uh, Dead Residents. A lot of people liked it. Um, it's on Tubi. I didn't. I mean, I you. Like I, I mean, I didn't watch the There was thing. a lot of problems with it, but. I didn't well, watch it. I can watch anything I've done and yeah. be like, that's fucking dumb. Why'd we do that? Right. It's on Tubi if you want to watch it. You know, but yeah. like fucking, I don't know. I mean, it was a new cast. Everyone in the, I don't think, did anything. Even no, Kaylee was um, that was first the friend. guy I worked with's girlfriend. Yeah. And but, then, you know, that's found footage. You need people that you don't know. And then yeah. Arius. Uh, he's actually, Arius is from Orlando. Yeah. Arius is actually a really good actor. Like, yeah. He's really good. yeah. Actually, Kaylee did good, too, for never acting before. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, uh, Arius was one of the first person on my channel on uh, on the Real People Real Content YouTube channel. Like he was, right. yeah, he was a dance instructor. So he's he's really like a, a triple threat. I don't yeah. know if he could sing. He's uh, a good dude. Maybe he could sing. I don't know. Definitely a good dude though. Yeah. Um, I always liked when actors could do that, both move, act, and sing. You know, like oh, yeah. my cousin Yesu's Ringo. You know, he can he, can, he wrestled, he can act, and he can sing. He's in a band. Fuck yeah. Old right. sea, so Fuck yeah. Like, he's old school in that acting approach. Yeah, yeah you don't see that too often anymore. Like nope. you'll get like probably five people, like a handful of people can actually sit, sing, dance, and act. Right. There's not everyone like some people could dance and act, some or dance and sing. Some people just can't act. Or you know, same with thing with athletes. Athletes are just good at one thing. Like they can't act. Look yeah. at look at fucking uh, LeBron James. Yeah, Michael Jordan <laughs> was a terrible actor. Who's the other Charles? Well, Michael Jordan had charisma. Yeah, and but he was charisma goes terrible, a long way. Terrible actor. Kareem did pretty good in Airplane. Yeah, Kareem's good. Nice. <laughs> and uh, what was the Bruce Lee movie? Was and uh, yeah, the um, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Oh uh, no, was Game it Enter the Dragon? Game of Death. Game of Death. Game of Death. They did the movie. With Chuck Norris Enter put him over. Like how crazy is that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like seven foot four, and he's doing karate with Bruce Lee. <laughs> I mean, so that's amazing. Like a, it's Bad like incredible, it but it's so weird looking. But that just still goes to show, you, like, like don't limit yourself. People do amazing things. Well, like, here's or, the thing, and this is something I, I learned just dealing with actresses over. You probably have seen it, you know, is uh, some of these actors and actresses are simply going off of their looks. Oh yeah, they feel like they don't like need every any, actor ever in any of my movies is they, going off they, their looks. They feel like they don't <laughs> need <me>. any training. <laughs> You know, they feel like they don't right. need any lessons of any kind. They don't need to yeah. study it. They don't need to know uh, placement or, you know, just simple skills of environmental uh, awareness. Yeah, it's the same with bodybuilding and action stars or professional wrestlers. Like, look at Kurt Russell back in the day, man. I, 
I swear he would throw an ass whipping on anyone who can just bench a couple hundred pounds. Like, he's just built for it back then, you know. Yeah. Uh, Different animal. Changed. Yeah. Well, Arnold changed it, the look. Oh, Charles Bronson was a was a killer. You know, was, I like Charles Bronson. He's uh, like he just took over the the screen whenever he was on screen. Right. Like he just yeah. had that brute. Like, the movie Sorority Row. You ever see Sorority Row? Came out yeah, a few I think years so. ago. Yeah. A terrible fucking movie. Damn. But that movie changed the way I cast movies is because the movie was god awful, but the girls were so hot that it just kept me watching the movie. I watched the whole thing. And I should have shut it off after like the first twenty minutes. Yeah. But now I'm like, all right, so if you cast a bunch of hot girls, then people are gonna watch it. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. So I you mean know, I like a little more context. Yeah. You know, I like actors who Oh yeah, act, we all do. Yeah. I, I, I like to act. They might not know? stick around though after the, the quick, you know, oh, this is what it is. All right, then they move on to something else. Yeah, it's not a rewatchable movie. Like oh. it's Awful. It wasn't even a, a watchable movie. <laughs> no, I'm saying with people with nothing but looks. Like if you have a movie just nothing but looks, like you, like he's like, oh okay, okay, it's, that's all it's got going for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, it, but at least it has something going for it, and not nothing. Yeah. Well, that's why it's not rewatchable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you need substance. You need something to move the story along. You need, you know, and that's another thing that you know new filmmakers don't understand because they don't know what substance they need. Some things they'll have one thing or not the other, or they right. they don't realize that they need, you know, more XYZ when they should have been doing ABC. Like it's but everyone's gotta learn how to do it first. Of course. Learn, like fuck up first and then everyone's first movie is not good. Yeah, and then you develop right. your style off of yeah. mistakes yeah. and mimicking other people and going, Oh exactly. Bruce Lee's kick doesn't work the same way when I do it. Uh, maybe I'll shoot a double leg. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a big problem with, with new filmmakers that want to make a movie someday. They're afraid that their first that their movie's going to suck, so they don't do it. And it's like, yeah, it is going to suck because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to know what you're doing unless you do it. You know, there's no guide that says this is the steps of making a movie. Like you just got to do it. Yeah. And. The but but then is. you get those other those asshole filmmakers who are like, um, it's gonna be amazing. It's my first movie, but you know what? It's amazing. Like right. this is the best thing that the best fine. thing since sliced bread. But I, I really just fine, can't have conversations with those people. Do something. No, yeah. I, I like. I just like. Okay, wh why? Like you've never done this before. I'm pretty sure it's shit. And when we first started, Sean knew a guy. He had all this film gear: cranes, dollies, cameras, sound gear, all this stuff. And Sean's like, what are you doing with all this stuff? He's like, I'm going to make a movie one day. That guy still hasn't made a movie. And we used all his shit. <laughs> like, Sean would be like, hey, I know a guy that has a crane. I know a guy that's got a dolly. And we're like, all right, bring it. So we used, ended up using the guy's shit. And 10 years later, he still hasn't made anything. And it's just like, I know so why? Like, why do you have all this stuff? Does he still have all that shit? I don't know. But I'll ask Sean later. All right. Because I might need a crane. <laughs> <laughs> I will certainly need a crane in my future. Yeah. Yes. I was looking at a, a jib, like, the other day. I was, I was thinking about buying a jib. Um, not a big one, but, like, a 10-footer. But still, like, it's good to have a jib. Like, yeah. Sure. I was need a jib. Those, those, those dramatic scenes. Come right. Yeah. I love that shit. They get pricey, too, man. Uh, well, I was looking on Amazon. That shit was, like, fucking $400. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah, the problem with that, though, bitch. is you got to check the weight because they'll drop your fucking camera on you. Right. Yeah. Well, see, I'm working with uh, the, 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 the pocket forecast. I was just like, eh, fuck it. Pocket forecast. Oh, yeah. That shit's small. Yeah. That's, like, fucking... Yeah. 
Like it's great though. It, 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 there's like thing. no weight to it. Shit. We're using a Tampa Bay screen. What? What? Did, what were we using? There? I was like uh, the GH. No, yeah, the little. Oh, the pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where's that commercial at? Commercial. You, know, you, shoot the, you were shooting. Yeah, you shot a lot of footage. No, that was our podcast. That, that yeah, oh, oh, yeah, that was that was yeah, that was uh, that the weekend. That was, that was the the week right after the, the week after the convention. The week at, no, that was oh, okay. that Friday. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it was only like a fifteen minute show. It was yeah, it was basically just literally that the whole event. Our break. Yeah, we needed a break that week. That was, it, it was a very busy week for everybody involved. So we were like, yeah, let's just show the event. And they, nice. we had you guys were on yeah. there. Uh, Joel was on there. Um, what who else was on there? Was this guy there? No, he wasn't there. He was supposed to come. I was at Tampa Bay Screens. Yeah, I saw him. I didn't see you there. Yeah. I was there for a long time because yeah. Felissa was there. He was there towards the end. Oh, what time did you get there? Like about halfway 11? through? Oh, you were there alone? Yeah, no. then we didn't leave till like... I didn't leave. Yeah, he left, left he after back. we left. We what shot time did I get there? I came back and went out to dinner with Felissa and Sean. And those yeah, guys. we shot the promo and he was, he was still there when I left. I didn't see you there. I was there. Oh. I was there a long time. I went outside and... I parked some girl's car because she couldn't figure out how to parallel park. Wow. Oh and then they shared a joint with us, and then nice. we had more joints, and then Bob Glazier came out. And see, that's how I know I didn't see you there because I would have been Jordan. We <laughs> were out in the parking lot pretty high. Yeah. Like two hours. Yeah, I couldn't find a parking spot for shit. I, I hate parking there. Like every every year, like I just can't Every never year find I look out, there's always one available. I yeah, I know. It's like right by a tree. I can't find like parking. I'll drive around and boom, somebody's pulling out. Yeah. Yes! Uh, yeah, the parking sucks. I always have to park next I've door. I was at the park next door. We never had any problems. At the strip club? Really? No, the other side. Wife, the I other side. Park. I have to park there. Well, yeah. That's all her. You just parked there because... Never mind. <laughs> well, I'm VIP at the strip club. <laughs> you have the gold card. I do. They see me coming in. They're like, Joe's coming. They hear the car and shit. They're like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what camera you guys use now? Yeah. The uh, we use a couple of Canon 70D. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what lens do you work with that? Just a bunch of them, 35, 55, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at lenses now. Like, I, yeah. I'm trying to well, yeah, buy new lens. Well, I figured out how to use my Sigma. There so you go. I'm yeah. pretty oh, excited now. The aperture. I bought a lens for my Blackmagic, and it was like an $800 lens. I put it on, and I couldn't figure out how to change the aperture on the freaking lens. Yeah. I'm like, I've never it's had a that 18 problem. to 35, so I'm like, YouTube. What the fuck? So I looked everywhere, Googled it. How do you change the aperture? Couldn't find anything. I'm like, and I have the camera too, and I I couldn't figure out. So I'm like, I was like, screw I this lens. That. So I put the lens up for sale. I was gonna sell it, and I was watching. I just got the Black Magic, and I was watching the tutorial on you know all the settings and everything on the Black Magic. And right at the end, the guy's like, "Yeah, the style here changes the aperture." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so I went and got the lens and tried. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like how simple is a little dial that you change? Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. So I'm pretty I, I, I've up. never had to use that. I've never like I've use it now. So many lenses on that. I just don't. I've never had to use that. I have no idea. So I, I guess it's for, I guess they're mechanical or electric lens or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. I figured it out. Now I'm, I'm excited. What speed booster do you have? Do you have the Viltrox? I got a Viltrox. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, good times. Good times. That was cheaper right. than the Metabones. The Metabones is like six hundred dollars. Yeah, they're fucking expensive. Fuck. Why? And oh, it's not that much crazy. of a difference. I don't know how those people stay in business. It's it, it's literally five thousand dollars for a prime lens. Yeah, who's buying these? Right. <laughs> How many people need a five thousand dollar prime lens? Yeah, no, you you really don't. If you know what you're doing, you don't really need a lens like that. But I'm looking at like a fifteen hundred dollar lens, but it's the Sigma Zoom Parfocal lens, um, cinema lens, and it's amazing, amazing. That's the only lens I'm really looking at right now. It's eighteen thirty five. 
but what about foggers? You have like a big fogger. Yeah, we got a couple foggers. That's what you need yeah. most. More than we like, need it. We we uh because that'll set the entire atmosphere for your scene. Is just smoking it up. I was doing yeah. uh, music no, videos for this guy. Buy one. I was doing music videos for this Christian. I use that term loosely, Christian guy, and um, <laughs> he had a fucking uh, a um. A hazer. Yeah, like hazer. One of the big hazers. That's, yeah. That shit was nice, dude. Anyone we, who's got a hazer in town probably makes some money. And he would let me borrow it yeah. for stuff. Because you need it, man. badass. But, Especially um, when you're making horror films. Yeah. Yeah, we had a Night scenes, out. dude. You throw your fucking turn and keynote storm on the ground, throw some fog in there, it lights the whole room. Yeah. Lights it up. I shot a uh, film for a guy named Billy Mullen. Uh, he did The Weight of Valhalla. And we shot it in the woods. And he used a fogger, lit up the whole woods. Yeah. For like hours, just spraying that, lighting up the whole woods. It was real yeah, fun. it looked really amazing. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. But you see how lighting is key in like a lot. Lighting of is more important than the camera. Yeah, everything absolutely. shoots 4K. Like that's the thing. Like your phone shoots 4K. Yeah, uh, but the lighting is like yeah. the big thing. Like if you have great lighting, any camera will look see, good. Yeah. See, yes, everything does shoot in 4K, but every camera has different. Um, amount of uh fuck they can only see so many colors sure or they can only interpret so much information like i, I can't remember the word for it we uh we did something similar in one movie based off of the flare work from the thing with john carpenter and it was using all blood like at night pitch black no light anywhere and just hitting that flare and it does interesting things to the camera you know and, yeah. and it's an interesting tool for lighting mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. But shit, you can shoot a movie with the new iPhones, man. Like the oh, fucking yeah. video function on those is like ridiculous. Like yeah. it looks like a cinema camera. Nice. And well, you can put lenses on them, motherfuckers too. Yeah. Like you just put a little case on it, and they're that those aftermarket lenses that you can just put on there, right? And it makes it look really good. But I, I just get worried about the sensor, the like the big sensor, like the it's so small. Yeah. It's like a little newborn. Big. Yeah. I so tell us about your premiere. We haven't even talked about it. All right. Well, uh, like we said at the, uh, before the show rolled, we gave you guys tickets plus one for uh, to come out. It's August 28th at the AMC. Um, in we'll be there before six. So if you want to show up before six, that's fine. And a lot of people are going to. Yeah, it, um, it'll be a lot of local people, uh, people that have been following the uh, Rock Bottom Creek universe, uh, cinematic universe over the years. They'll probably be there in the house, new people that we've met and moved tickets with. So it should be a great time. Uh, the AMC Riverview 14, uh, it's right off of the interstate, off 75. Uh, there's a Walmart there. It's near Gibsington Riverview, right, uh, right off the interstate. Uh, What's the capacity there? What's the capacity in that theater? That theater that we rented is Auditorium 7. It's the 266-seater. Uh, we sold a limited number of seats to that to make for COVID. Uh, yeah. Compliance. Uh, yeah, yeah, the theater asked us to do that. We were also asking them about that, um, to, you know, to work the rate for the theater since we do have to discount seats or uh, create for space, so we're not getting the full full capacity that we could draw probably. Um, so they've been pretty uh, working great with us. They've been real helpful with uh, giving us test runs, getting in there to run the movie, see how it looks, Amazing. if we can fix anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a real. How does it look? Oh, it looks amazing. We worked really hard on the shots. Uh, Steve really put in a lot of time on that and the editing for this film. The uh, screen's huge in the theater. It oh, looks yeah. beautiful. There's a, a couple. Uh, I was supposed to do a certain file for the theater. Uh, I was having trouble doing it. MP4. So they brought in 
Yeah, like uh, they will not play an MOV. They won't play anything but an MP4. Pain in the ass. So like she brought in a a Blu-ray player. (laughs) The only problem with that is like uh, sometimes the sound goes up and down a little bit because the the theater with the surround sounds mixed up the way I edited. Yeah, you didn't Uh, do it. Well, a lot of theaters are are Dolby Digital, so like the the five point one or the seven point. Yeah, it sounds great. he's he's real technical about it. Oh yeah. I mean, there's certain parts like the next shot, Dustin uh, Hubbard will say line and it will be lower, and then Brooks Bailey will say line and it will be a little higher, but not much, just a couple parts. Yeah, yeah. I went back after watching the theater and just re. Where I uh, re-edited a lot of the sound and stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Helped me with the editing sure. process. Anytime. Give him credit. You're sitting in the ADR booth. Huh? There's ADR. <laughs> You're sitting in an ADR booth. You could bring those guys in here and ADR their lines and yeah. just lay them under all of it. It's true. Then you have to worry about that shit. Yeah. Just have them redo all their lines. I did that for a movie I shot in Alaska. I, I couldn't fly my actors down to Florida to do their ADR mainly because they weren't available, so I recast them in voice, and and I took two actors in, in the entire movie and redid their entire audio with wow, an actor nice. from With a Florida. different actor? Yeah. Wow. You wow. can't even tell that's not their voice. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's some but good it editing, seems to too. be yeah. really good. Like, uh, Alex Vincent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On a regular TV and stuff, uh, it sounds really great. It's just a theater, I guess, to surround that has a lot. Yeah. So. But yeah, so uh, it's going to be really fun. Um, really looking forward to it. I think uh, we had a couple of good reviews um, about it, saying the performances is what we really go for. Like the performances are just amazing from Brooks and Dustin. Uh, it keeps you interested the whole time. So a lot of people are kind of like, so you have two people in the hotel room for an hour and a half. It's really hard to pull off. But oh, with, yeah. the, with the dialogue that much. I always pull off when I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. That's pull, that, that's <laughs> pull, pull out. Like, what else do you have? I to never do? pull out. <laughs> I have four kids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the dialogue and the performances really, really keep you sucked yeah. in the whole movie of where it's yeah. going. So. Yeah. And and, and the having one location, you know, plays to when you watch a football game, you're watching one location for you know. Yeah. However long it is, or hockey, basketball, fight, pro wrestling, you're always. You know, you're focused, a game of chess even, you're focused on this one squared circle, this one area, what's going on between these two people. Mm-hmm. You have a ref in the middle, you know. And, you Never know. thought of it like that. Yeah, if you get to our page, you'll see Phil Herman uh, wrote a really good review on it. He really enjoyed it. And uh, just uh, my friend Autumn, who uh, I used to do films with back in the day, uh, she watched it and loved it. So there's a couple good reviews if you want to check it out on our WeMap. Is she a redhead? So, no, no. Oh. Who, who scored it? Uh, his name's uh, Mike Bonacore. He uh, is in a band called Burial Sea. Yeah, the drummer yeah. for mixed band. Yeah, so. drummer. He also did uh, King James. Oh, nice. Uh, score, and he did this one. So I'll probably like every film. Where is I Mick? Do. Why doesn't Mick come with you guys? He's okay. busy. You don't like me? You talking about Nick Miller's movie? Uh, King uh, James? Mick Sawyer? No, King James is our movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there another, there's another one. They McNailer. did another man called King Charles. Is that theirs? King yeah. Charles? McNaylor and Rod Grant. But yeah, the, yeah. the score is really important working with Mike Bonacore just on the phone for hours. Like oh, every yeah. little detail, he's he's there. The, like he knows exactly what I want. The score do. in this one is great, yeah. man. Like it has a very Ennio Morcone. You can feel how Bonacore as a drummer is the spine of a band. You can feel that he really laid a spine on this film. And that nice. his beat, you know, it really stands out. Sometimes with metal bands, you don't suspect that the bass player or the drummer is really into 
to groove or to Shit, rap music or things like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, he really laid it down, and it sounds phenomenal. The end score, where he uses piano, it's just, man, it's, it's really good. Gets yeah. really sucked into it. The score, to me, is really important. It really is. I always, I always think of things. David Grohl when someone mentions nice. drummers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like, amazing. he does it all. He's everything. And yeah. All of it. Yeah, he's yeah. an amazing performer, yeah. too. Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, that congratulations make, on your movie. Thank you. Wish you much success. Out, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it we, we, we say almost every week it's a miracle to put a movie together. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, people don't workers. understand it really. Yeah, it really. Like, oh, that your little movie? Your little movie <laughs> <working>? <laughs> Instead of yeah. producer director, they should just call it miracle worker. Yeah. yeah. That's basically yeah, my, what you're doing. Yeah, my, my little movie with my nine actors and 40 minutes of blood. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's fine. Yeah. It gets, it gets undervalued real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I shot yeah. one on my phone, too. And it's like, it's just them and their friends. Like, we had about 40 people. I was getting them across right. the bridge and all this stuff. It's crazy. I'm, it's just it like. It is a miracle. When people have conversations with us, and it's just like. So it's not really that hard, is it? It's just. You know. No, it's, it's super it's easy. Super Barely simple. Everybody, everybody should do it. <laughs> no trouble at all. Everybody should do yeah. it. Yeah. It, they don't understand how many movies never get completed. Like, oh, yeah. how many movies that went like halfway or just one third away? I have one. Or, or not even, or, or it has been in pre production hell yeah. forever. I have one. Hank, yeah, man. he's got a movie half yeah. done, and I got a movie that I'm trying to get going, and it's just been, Dude, a, we had five, it's been impossible. We had $500,000, and my producer left 300 of them. Yeah. yeah. But we've had things fall by the wayside, and they just don't get made. You know, things happen. People can't say her name on there. I'd love to though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, speak. Anyway, so I, I, it reminds me of this conversation I had once with this guy, uh, who I don't really like, local guy. And uh, I had started a company a uh, long time ago, 2006, when I first got back from England with Chris Woods, mm-hmm. the the Tampa Film Network. Yeah. I probably talked about it a little. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know, three years ago or whatever, I'm talking to this dude at some event, and I said, I said, you know what we need to do? I said, I have years of experience with this network and community relationships because of the the Tampa Film Network and Florida Film Network. And uh, I said, we need to do like a producer's network. And this guy who hasn't done anything looks at me and he goes, yeah, but what do you bring to the table? <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Uh, Twenty five years of producing. I looked at him. I looked at him, and I was like, "All right." And I just walked away because yeah. I knew at that point it doesn't matter what the fuck I say to this guy; he's already better than I am. Dude, who said that? Dude, that's like Nick Fargo. Naylor. Whenever, oh, Nick yeah, Nick Naylor, middleman with the money. Yeah, so since then, I don't. I've never worked with him. I don't work with him. Yeah. Nah, sorry. Nope. All right, I'm gonna do I other stuff, man. Him. Like yeah, how do people get off? Like, well, the I balls just, of people, I just man. look at your products. Yeah. And if I don't like what I see, and I don't like your attitude, there's no chance on the fucking planet that we're gonna work together. Yeah. I already don't like you, yeah. so go away. Yeah. Like yeah. it's good luck with your projects. Yeah. Don't tell me how to do mine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, people come into this business either with an ego. And, and then they get humbled really quickly. Well, I love the people that have an ego and they have no reason to have an ego. Yeah. Like, you haven't done anything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I try not to have one. It, it, it's People mistake, like, Egos are my killers, knowledge. Man. They mistake my knowledge of going, that's not going to work, <laughs> to ego. Right. Yeah. 
and only because I've done it fucking 20 times. But it's not ego, times. it's experience. Yeah, and yeah. they don't right. get it. Yeah. They don't get it, man. It's like, we fucked up there before, and you're yeah. going to do it too, but yeah. you know what? That's the I've thing, already man. fucked you up can't, there. You can't have an ego in this business, yeah. or you're fucked. Like, nobody's going to want to work with you. Yeah. And you're screwed. Yeah, you're like a seasoned fighter explaining to the guy why his, you know, lethal moves aren't going to work in the cage. Because, right. You know, oh, yeah. you've suffered the consequence. Before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, people don't get it. I don't. I don't understand why. I don't like egos in general in any business, in any industry. Like, why? Why have an ego? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck if you've been doing this for twenty years, thirty years, fifty years, or one year. Exactly. Like, it's not. Ego is not gonna get you. I mean, it's gonna get you some shit because people are just gonna believe that shit. But those are the yeah, naive it's the people. Experience. I mean, having a conversation with, uh, you know, I don't know, fucking, let's make up a name, uh, Mike Sanders. Right, who's a, made a, a movie compared to I'm sitting next to Martin Scorsese talking, I'm gonna li- listen differently. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. You know, like ah, uh, yeah. People just yeah, peer to I don't expect anyone to listen to anything I say. Yeah. Don't don't listen to me because technically I'm still a baby in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I've been doing it 25 years, there's still shit that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And and we just haven't come across it. Yet. Yeah, and learning like. Or, 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 but that's why but we. Then there's stuff I do know. I know. Yeah. And I know that you're wrong, and you need to listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. And and people differentiate that in, in their mind, like, yeah, but I'm doing it my way. Like, okay. Okay. Let's yeah. see how this. I have a saying. I tell my daughters, uh, because they constantly have like self-image issues. You know, they're girls, mm-hmm. so they want to look the cutest and the prettiest when they're going to school, and and I'll just be like, baby, you look you look great. No, I don't. And then I say, listen. They never grow out of that. (laughs) I say to them, I say, if I was casting you in a movie right now, I said, you look perfect. Oh. And then they're just like, okay. And then they leave. And then that's it. Yeah. You know? I don't know why I said that. I I I think it highly depends on who's telling it to it. Like, like, seasoned veterans, yes. But, you know, but you're their father. So, you know, they have to, I mean, I hope they trust you. You know, I got some trolls from the last. Uh, when I was a guest on your show last time. You got some trolls, really? Yeah, some people hit me up and they're like, I listen to that podcast, so I don't even know why I'm being a filmmaker in the area. You say we all suck. Oh, but jeez. I want to know who that troll is. And I was just like, I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So people are listening. See? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Well, his show had like 10,000 hits. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Bitch! That's why you're sitting here again. (laughs) (laughs) It's not because we like you. <laughs> you love me. You really I have, love me. I have a lot of fans up there who yeah. like hefty hairy men. We're all. Awesome. Uh-huh. Well, awesome. even like that, what you were saying with sitting next to Mike Sanders or um, Martin Scorsese, you know, uh, once peer to peer, let's just sitting here and you bringing up an ADR room and that and, and whatnot. That's something that he and I, you know, it's like, well, we've never had an ADR room, but it's never stopped us. Yeah. But you bringing it up puts it on our radar to go, hmm, maybe this is something to consider. Something you know? to fix. Sure. Yeah. So you need a fix to look here, into. Yeah. There you go. It's here if you need it's it. Here. I wouldn't have known that shit either, except for I had a whole movie that I shot in Alaska, and I couldn't get my actors down. Wow. How do I fix the audio? I'm going to have to hire an actor to do the voice. Right on. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to change the entire voice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but does the, the, the voice <laughs> match the actor? Like, you just saying that sounds, like, insane to me. Yeah. It, it, just it didn't like, matter what? because their voice is their voice. Right. Yeah. It didn't matter if it matched their bodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you I meet people all the time. Get your, you're like, wow, where'd that voice 
You know, yeah, I a, a big that. dude's got a squirrely voice and a little guy's got a deep voice. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. You know? You never know. You never know. I just needed a female voice and a male voice. Yeah. And my friend Megan Chatnick filled in for the, the female voice. And my friend Ben Charles, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a local actor mm. for a while. He's got a, a sports podcast. He came in and did the male voice. He was fucking perfect. Mm. Oh, there you yeah. go. Find the pieces. And, then, the, my, yeah. and then the actors were actually... They think it's great because when they play it for their friends and shit, still, people are like, wow, your voice sounds so different. They're like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they, they, they know it's Yeah, the, okay. I told them I had to do it. They were all right with it. They didn't care. Yeah, of they're course on, they know, They're Tony. on camera. You, like, you can watch a movie and go, that's not my fucking voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but you have uh, the mixers that you can change. You can change a whole lot of shit in sound. Like, yeah, yeah. You can, I can change your voice to a fucking squirrel if I wanted to. Right. <laughs> like right now. Speaking of, did like you right figure here. Out, <laughs> did you figure out how to do the 80s trailer guy? The what? Naked cannibal campers. You too. told me not to do that. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, I just oh, heard okay. that. Uh, <laughs> because in uh, Friday the 13th part 7, they do a full series recap. And it's that. That guy. Jason Voorhees was a killer. And now <laughs> he's But he's got that he's got that real deep like the the no, original Friday trailer is like one. Two. I'm like, this is the worst trailer. It counts all the way to thirteen. It's not, the movie, it's not movie phone or the, the the new guys where it's like in a world. Fully. No, not that it's guy. It's not no. that. It's more it's like... They like made a movie this. called In a World. Yeah. It was about the voiceover guy. Yeah, yeah. I saw those. It was four, four dudes. Yeah, yeah I, I totally forgot about that. I, I, yeah. I didn't even... So I, I want to put that in the new trailer, so I'm trying to like figure out how to make that voice. Yeah, no, I, I haven't even played around with the sound, right. sound equipment yet. Well, not with that anyway. I figure there's filters or some shit. Oh, yeah, there's definitely filters you can do. Make it sound crazy. Yeah. Do you like camping? <laughs> do you like being naked? Are you a cannibal? Is this a survey? What's going on? Yeah. Are you single? If, if you checked all these boxes, you may be interested in this weekend at Cannibal Peppers Two Season Cannibal of the Bitch. of the Bitch. I did. That's. I didn't even use that in sorority. I used all the other witch things. I was like, witches be crazy. Witches be tripping. Uh, what's another one I had? I don't know. Whatever. But fucking season of the season of the bitch. Season of yeah, the that's bitch a, that's their uh, their subtitle. All right, Halloween three great. was season of the witch. Yeah, so we're making a play off that. Is yeah. that a movie though? What what season Halloween of the bitch? Three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, it's like saying Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine's a movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's or Ghostbusters. The All right. sorry, Joe. I'm used reboot? to I'm used to talking to layman people that yeah. don't know shit about movies. Yeah, and I gotta explain things. So yeah, I forgot who I was speaking yeah. to. I apologize. It's okay. Now well, I'll have a movie like that. Hopefully, one well, day. Speaking of people are like that's not a movie. <laughs> what, what? Like, I'm curious what they did with the afterlife. What they? Do? It looks cool, man. That's yeah. all I have to say. Oh. It looks like they they did an experiment, uh, as Disney likes to put it. Yeah. Uh, with an all-female cast or some shit. I don't know what they were thinking. With the, I didn't even watch it because I was like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I had a hard enough time with Ghostbusters 2, and now you're redoing the whole thing in with some girls. new mm-hmm. universe where I guess the original Ghostbusters don't exist. I don't even know. Yeah, the they shot themselves in the foot with that, trying to stand out as not or as being a yeah. reboot and standalone. And now when dumb. the sequel comes out, they came with their hand on. It's like, oh, right. yeah. And now they're doing Stranger Things Ghostbusters, so. Yeah, well, kids. I mean, you're just saying that because it's the kid from... Yeah, no, it's just, it's the kids 
being the heroes of. I, don't I mean, think that so. seems Dan to be Aykroyd's a trend now. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder, seems to be the Thirty years. Bill I'm Murray assuming they're like kids. their kids, right? The Ghostbusters kids, right? Yeah. Well, Bill it's Murray confirmed that he's in the movie. After all these years, well, I'm sure they're going to have to do it and stuff. I'm sure. But. Well, I think he realizes now that like, it's not about him. It's about your yeah. fans. Right. Yeah. Once you reach like Bill Murray status, your projects aren't about you. Yeah. It's yeah. about what your fans want to see. Exactly. And I just want to get to that level where I'm just like, what do they want next from me? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they want me to be a, a kangaroo on a trampoline. All yeah. right. He's done so much shit. Like he th- he he's wonderful for the fans. Like That's he's done so strangers. much stuff for the fans. Yeah. Like he's I have a whole book on him. Yeah, I, I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray has done so much for this industry that like even he did movies that he didn't even take a salary for. He did he did a lot of shit just, just for the art. Fucking Kingpin. Yeah. Well, that, movie. that movie is like brilliant. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bill Murray. He's uh, introducing the Amish man to modern life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray is so I haven't seen that movie in forever. I know, it's been a while. He flipped out. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. He went way he off. Lost the it he went way off. Yeah, well, he got fucked over by a studio, really yeah. bad. They yeah, took, that never happened. They took like a fuck ton of money from him. I think like five billion they kept. Jeez. And he just started calling the dude out, and he didn't stop. And then he kind of just everyone was like, "He's crazy." Oh but yeah. He wasn't crazy. Did he die? Pissed. He still alive? Yeah. Hmm. But he's just pissed. I'd be pissed too. He took five million from me. Yeah. And fuck you're yeah. just sitting in your fucking house. Ivory fuck towers. You. I'm gonna come to your home. And I'm going to take $5 million equivalent of your shit. I'm going to start <laughs> with your doors. I'm going to take all your doors off your house. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to take, like, I don't know, your refrigerator with all the shit in it. Your marble floors. And then I'm going <laughs> to take, like, your fucking couch, maybe, and maybe your staircase. <laughs> Just complicate your life a lot so you can't get to the second floor, which is where I'm at now because you took my $5 million. All right. Yeah, that's great. Pr- pretty much. Yeah. But like I said, that studio studios fuck over people. The devil. Yeah, that's... studios and distributors are the devil. Yeah, and they wonder. They can be all of them. They can be. You got to have a good lawyer. That's what I learned now recently in the last year yeah. of twenty-five years of doing this. A lawyer. Okay. <laughs> that seems. Expensive. I need one of those. Yeah, that's expensive. expensive. It is. It is. It's five hundred dollars every time I call it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but it's too expensive not to have one. It is too expensive not to have one. Yeah, so you gotta have it. It's not. I'm kidding, Andrew. It's not five hundred a lot, but it's a lot. It seems like a lot. I pay you a lot of money to write for a good reason. (laughs) Yeah, for for a good good reason. reason. For a very absolutely. Uh, That's Andrew Barcello. If anyone needs him, (laughs) do do you get a discount every time you say his name? L.A. Entertainment Attorney. (laughs) Yeah, I get ten percent off by next (laughs) next phone call. Next phone call, ten (laughs) percent. Oh, with that said, everyone, get a lawyer. Yeah, no, he's great, dude. Andrew, he really helped me out of, out of like, two really big pickles. And then, uh, you know, I sent – I even sent him things like press releases. Oh, yeah. You know, and he'll fucking edit them and shit. He doesn't really charge me for that. But there's things where it's clearly work. You know, you have a two-hour Zoom about shit. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, you have to. He's, he's a cool guy, Andrew Barcello. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Killer Collab Jesus Podcast. <laughs> I have a deep voice. Sorry. Why was that so loud? I don't know. I don't know. Because I was loud? Right. Yeah. Good times. Right. Or maybe your your headphones are really high. I don't know. Thank you for joining us on Killer Collab I'm Podcast. Really As always, my name is Tony Death from Florida. Mike and Steve joining us from We Massacre. Don't forget to check out their uh, premiere on the 28th, Riverview AMC. That's right. Uh, the Riverview AMC 14. Uh, it's in Riverview slash Gibsonton area. Come on down. Uh, be there about six o'clock. 
we're starting things off at 630. There's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, they're going to take precautions for the virus and things like that. Um, come out and see us. It'll be a great time. I really think you'll enjoy the movie. And Brooks and Dustin, uh, Brooks Bailey, Dustin Harvard, they did a really kick-ass job in this. Jessica Rin Miller, she was there. It's, uh, Pete, he was on set with us. He did a lot. Uh, Ray, he was with Ray Gill. He helped us with the sound. He's going to be there. Everyone's going to be in-house that was there. So come on out, meet us, meet them, uh, meet each other. Um, meet yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get to know yourself. This movie asks a lot of questions yeah. of both characters. So come down, AMC, Riverview, 6 o'clock. Join us and, you know, watch the miracle on film. You know, like I said, it is a miracle to do this. Um, and join with Joe Davison. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. See you next week. Oh, I'm third fiddle now. Great. Oh, you're last. Oh. You're last. <laughs> you are last. I went from the well, side to into Alfred, man. I'll say <laughs> Alfred is very important in the Batman universe. Alfred is very much. Well, all good. I know my place. <laughs> Listen, now I got to wear the short shorts. Chris Leto from Raper Films. Thank you for joining us, Thank as you. always. Killer Collab Podcast. See you next week. Stay happy. Stay healthy. <laughs>